0: Hey there, e-commerce enthusiasts. Let me tell you about a game changer in shipping, ShipStation. It's the ultimate platform for simplifying your shipping process. With ShipStation, you can easily import, manage, and ship your orders in no time. It integrates seamlessly with your favorite e-commerce platforms and carriers, ensuring a smooth workflow. Gain valuable insights with their powerful analytics and reporting tools. Say goodbye to shipping headaches. Visit foxcitiesmm.com. Slash ship and level up your shipping game today. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. Your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. I am Eric Weltgens. I'm Gavin Schmidt. And Gavin... Let's get started with the topic.
1: All right. So just want to say that we're still in the long-ago past here. Uh, I'll mix it up next time for people who are sick of the long-ago past. But uh, this time we got a story called Orson Avery's Lucky
0: Shot. Cool name. Thanks. <laughs> All through the spring
1: and early summer of 1876. So we're still way back. <laughs> yes, we are. 1876. There had been many bold and clever housebreakings and robberies of well-to-do residents in Green Bay. They were so well done that they thought it must be an organized gang traveling around and breaking into these houses. The police were stumped.
0: Seems normal for this time frame. Okay, good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's 2 a.m. on the morning of June 18th, and Brown County Board Supervisor Orson Avery was suffering from migraines. He groped his way down to the kitchen in the dark for a sedative. On his way back upstairs, he heard someone trying to open the bay window in his parlor. He snuck back up to the bedroom. He pulled his revolver out of his nightside uh, table, and he went back downstairs a second time. By now, the intruder had successfully jimmied open the window and was working on the blinds.
0: Avery couldn't see anything, but
1: he let fly anyway. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just for clarification, let fly means just open fire. he open fire. <laughs> okay.
1: The burglar leapt back through the window and took off running, Avery snapped a couple more blind shots in the general direction of the footsteps. He then returned to bed. He was satisfied that he had scared the daylights <laughs> out of the guy and he would not again be a victim of robbery. The next morning, Avery wakes up, and he's startled by the sound of crows. Looking out his window, he sees the body of a man draped over his (laughs) yard fence, shot dead center through the heart. The birds had already begun to tear at the dead man's flesh. The body was taken to the firehouse where a autopsy was conducted by Dr. Brett. During the course of this, strangely enough, Dr. Brett recognized the coat of the dead man and the underwear of the dead man (laughs) as belonging to Dr. Brett. They had been taken from his home a few weeks earlier. Strangely enough, at the same time his underwear and coat were taken, his autopsy tools had been taken, but they were returned, The the burglar actually came back to drop them off. So now the previously stolen autopsy tools were being used on the dead burglar, who probably stole them. The victim was identified as a man named Anton Eckel. He lived north of the East River in a neighborhood called Muskrat City. I don't know where Muskrat City is, but I'm guessing it was not a very nice part of town. He was a mason by trade. He had a wife. He had three kids. Uh, He was rated as a competent man when he was working. Uh, Just prior to his death, he had worked aboard a steamer ship, so... uh... Didn't strike people as somebody who would be a burglar, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) apparently he was. A police search of his home uncovered several trunks full of stolen goods. Much of it was from the home of W.J. Abrams, who would later go on to be a mayor. The discovery of an open side door at Avery's house found that there was actually a second person trying to burglarize his house, but that second person was clearly scared off (laughs) (laughs) by the shots going at the first guy. This was believed to be a man named Thomas Wald, but Thomas Wald had left town. So nobody knew for sure. A mass meeting was held in the city council rooms attended by an impressive number of prominent residents. Mayor Frederick Seymour Ellis presided. And for those who like the history part of these stories, uh, Ellis was the son of Albert Ellis, who had been in Green Bay ever since 1821. So he had been around there. 1821, for those who don't know, was extremely early in Green Bay history. So he
0: could be like one of the... T- First ten settlers of Green Bay or something like that. extremely
1: early. And and he moved around a little bit. Even though he was from Green Bay and uh, his son was the mayor of Green Bay, Albert Ellis had been the mayor, himself a mayor, of Stevens Point four times. A series of resolutions were offered. Dr. Brett, the burglary victim, seconded the resolutions and they were passed by unanimous vote. They were published in the Green Bay newspapers and a certified copy was presented to Avery. The resolution reads as follows. While human life is precious beyond all estimate, and while all good men do naturally shrink from taking the life of another, still, there are times when in the protection of life, family, or property, it becomes a stern and solemn duty, public as well as personal, for evildoers to be killed. Our esteemed fellow citizen Orson Avery has and is entitled to the sympathy and thanks of the entire community— for the summary judgment he inflicted upon the burglar Anton Eckle, while said burglar was forcibly attempting to enter the dwelling of the said Avery, and contrary to the laws of God and man, the killing of said Eckle was not only justifiable, but in this city during the past few months, Mister Avery would have been unfaithful to his duty as a citizen and neighbor had he not shot Eckle.
0: So there was actually never a trial, per se, for this? This They just had a meeting and decided, oh, yeah, this was a justified killing, and, and yep. they— Yep, yep. Would that have been normal for this type of situation, or do you have no idea, or— You know, I don't—I guess I didn't even think about it. That's a good question.
1: I mean, his story, of course, is this guy was breaking into my house, so I shot him as he was escaping, Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, I didn't even think about it. That is kind of just his word.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no formal investigation to see or anything like that. No, I don't,
1: I don't think so. I guess once they found that he did have like stolen property at his house, I guess, well... Probably was true.
0: Yeah, that that's (laughs) true. I mean, the evidence does state that it was probably he was probably attempting to break in. Yeah, no,
1: Avery was uh, never arrested or anything like that. So I guess pretty much right off the bat, they knew that he had done the right thing there. Well, this resolution was very nice, but it didn't do Avery very much good. In those days, Green Bay was a tough town, and apparently. The burglar had friends because they started harassing Avery every chance they got. They would throw rocks through his windows and they would leave nasty notes pinned on his door at night. Avery took it for as long as he could, but eventually he decided he had had enough and he left Green Bay to move to New York.
0: Now, you had mentioned it earlier in the episode that there was a, they were speculating that this all these robberies could be, could have been a gang. Yeah. More or less of of robbers that were committing these. Yeah. So, do you think that these other people possibly could have been the members of that gang? The or,
1: the people bothering him. Yeah, the people yeah. that were
0: throwing rocks. Well, the...
1: that's that's what the paper thought anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And do you know anything along the lines of did the robberies stop after this gentleman was killed, or uh, did
1: they... well? It they stopped enough. <laughs> I mean, it's it stopped enough that from there on out it wasn't really a big news item no, no anymore. anymore. Yeah. So, so
0: like, most of the robberies were probably committed by this one person. That, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and burglary it, it's going to happen. Lighting isn't very good. There's obviously there's no cameras even in this day and age like I don't even think they had fingerprints yet. Like they could track anything. So pretty much if if somebody wasn't home and you broke into their house, there wasn't a whole no, lot they could they do, do about do.
0: it. Yeah. The, the other thing I find funny about this story, so this guy dies on his fence, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but okay. So somebody's breaking into my house. I open fire on them. Yep. He just, what, after he got done shooting, went, turned around and... Went back up to his room and went to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like would well, you he, look out the window or something? Well, it was, it and, was dark.
1: It was Oh, I suppose. Yeah, so it's, if it's, it was dark too. It's two in the morning. I don't think there's any street lamps. So yeah. I, he, does, he can't he can't tell what's going on. He's suffering
0: a migraine at the time. I mean give the guy a break. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does make sense. It's not like you would just be able to look out the window and see yeah. the dead body on the window. Right, right. So well that's interesting. Yeah. So that one was a super short story. Yeah, well, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to that story. That's all there is. Well, uh, do you got anything else for anybody? Maybe.
1: No, I mean, I guess just the regular. Uh, you know, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can email MilwaukeeMafia at gmail.com uh, or find us on the web at MilwaukeeMafia.com or FoxCitiesMM.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'll go to the same place, more or less. It'll get back to us. Um, So, yeah, if you have a story suggestion, uh, send it our way. Some of them will be a little shorter. I mean, there's only so much I can really say about that one.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This wraps up another episode. We'll be back in two weeks with another great Fox City's Murder and Mayhem story. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. Join us in two weeks for another exciting episode of murder and mayhem.